It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special wrestling review edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. That's right. It's that when we here at the Triple B actually sit down and review professional wrestling. I am your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? (laughs) You know, aside from trying to figure out why things aren't doing the things that they need to do. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Couple reasons. One, I mean, you know, it's it's been a day. Uh, two, I had to sit through this premium live event, and uh, here we are to talk about it. And three, I don't have a drink in my hand yet. So what do we do? How does this thing work? Uh, well, first of all, welcome to anybody who is joining us for the first time. It's always fun uh, to sit down with my good buddy, the Mark Kidder, and uh, find out about the wrestling show that I didn't watch. More about that in a bit. But we always start every episode uh, with everybody's favorite segment, and that is What's on Tap. And Kidder, from our uh, little bit of a technical difficulty pregame stuff, I feel like out of the two of us, you need to drink more than I do. So, Kidder, uh, the honors are yours, sir. What are you having tonight? Oh, well, thank you for that. Let's take a look into the Triple B fridge. <coughs> How about uh, one of these? That seems, uh, you know, a bit salty. So, why not have a Shiner Sea Salt and Lime from the good old brothers at Spatzel Brewing in Shiner, Texas? Nearly the top of the list here. 4% alcohol by volume. It's beer brewed with sea salt and lime peel and with natural flavor added. Don't remember if I've had this on the show or if you've had this on the show, but it's going to get a little salty and a little limey. Ball Corporation aluminum in this as well. So thanks to Ball Corporation for getting that aluminum to spend to Shiner, Texas, uh, making that happen. So, hey, big thanks to the viewership. I see we have a few people uh, watching and eventually listening. If you're listening to this, thanks for joining us in the future slash past. We do appreciate that. So i got to put this into the Fighting Sioux, North Dakota Yeti. Keep it cool, as I am going to be saying a little bit uh, of what happened during Night of Champions. That's why we're all here, so thanks for joining the stream. By the way, make sure you smash the sub button, hit the subscribe, like, please uh, share it. If you feel like sharing is caring, we do appreciate that as well. And, uh, well, um, we'd love for you to join us on our website, beerbluesbs.com. Quick quick little side note there. Um, I think I might have. No, I did it. No, I broke it. I broke it for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. I broke it. Mm. Let's see here. I, I had a thing for this. 
Where's the thing? Ah, it's right here. There! There's the thing. <laughs> That's our website. <laughs> Nothing like live podcasting, everybody. Uh, nice little hint of lime here, and maybe too much on the salt, but it's 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 all right. Yeah, if, if I remember from when I had it, that was uh, that was my critique was a bit too much of the of the salt taste on that particular brew. Mm. Yeah. The funny thing with what I hit was uh, the ending piece there so it actually popped up the please like share and subscribe and then the website was full screen so i blew it blew up the stream but just inserted maybe just the wrong way so <laughs> it happens yeah it happens drop us a comment uh we're talking of course about night of champions we're on twitch we're on youtube right now and well the, the floor is partially yours, uh, y'all you, in the internet community. Howard actually sent in his picks early today because, yeah, we're a little late getting around to doing the whole review thing, but still as important as if it would be right after the show because uh, in Saudi Arabia, it was in the evening, so it aired at noon central time, and now we've collected our thoughts to some degree, I collected a little bit more of it, and we are ready to discuss this. But Howard needs to tell us what he's drinking tonight. Yeah, so uh, Kidder, I decided it's a it's a good night for a classic, um, and I have a couple of these left. Uh, but th from the Distill Brewery, part of their Wild Sour series, it is the E Lime Pie Ghost. So it's a ghost ale brewed with key lime, uh, vanilla, lactose, coriander, and sea salt. 5.2% alcohol by volume and uh, basically tastes like a very sour piece of key lime pie. And uh, really a, a nice beer to sit here, to sip, enjoy as we break down all of the action from a night of champions. But let's not keep the people waiting. Let's get into the good stuff. Uh, for those who maybe are joining us and you've never seen us do this before, Kinder and I uh, have been watching wrestling for years together. And uh, for many of those years, with the, all of the pay-per-views, now premium live events, we play a little prediction game. We try to see who can do the best job of predicting which way the WWE is going to go with their matches. So uh, normally, because I have kids and I don't get to watch the shows these days, uh, I tend to make my picks live on air because i don't you know it's a 50 50 shot how i do on this uh however uh because of the early airtime on this one uh and the the higher chance of me getting a spoiler beforehand i locked in my picks uh beforehand so we'll share with you what we predicted make sure you throw your uh predictions into the comments so we can see where how where and how you are feeling about the matches or if you saw the show uh your thoughts and uh i'll keep some uh score on my handy score sheet and we'll see who ends up winning but uh as is also our tradition we start by of course reviewing the opening package the pyrotechnics basically the start of the show so kidder how was the start of the show Lots of pyro. I always love that. Good, good job with the pyro. 
the opening video, again, they've kind of slid into this feel that they need to show a bunch of clips from the matches instead of making it super epic. And they tried to make it epic like it is the Night of Champions and had Triple H voiceover a lot of the video, including throwing in a DX, Are You Ready? And I think it fell flat. It didn't really go to the epic level, especially the energy level, if Triple H had been doing that in the ring. So, again, mediocre on the end of the opening package. Better than the last couple, but still, eh. Yeah. <coughs> Disappointed. Disappointed. Uh, other than that, uh, right away, the first match is to determine the brand new world heavyweight champion. Wow. <coughs> That's a yeah. interesting one to lead off on. Starting the show right at the top. Um, I had some thoughts on this earlier. Uh, of course, the disappointment of adding this championship as basically the loser's out belt uh, and re uh, I don't know, reintroducing it. It's pretty pretty disappointing in my opinion because it would have been better had they got rid of the Universal Championship and then reintroduced this or split the titles and then reworked one of them or something. I'm just not a fan of what they ended up doing with with the World Heavyweight Championship belt anyway so uh we start off the show right at the top again crowning a brand new heavyweight champion i don't know yeah. your thoughts on on this that that was my thought i was also getting to this show is branded as a triple main event huh you can't have three main events Right, whatever comes on last is the main event. Yeah. Yeah. And truthfully, I, none of these are really the main event. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you know, my thought on this, Kidder, because uh, I have seen a little bit of coverage on this whole title and the storylines that they've been working with it. And I... Uh, <laughs> One of the things that I think is interesting is they bring this belt back and and part of it is this is going to be the Raw Championship, basically. However, they allowed a bunch of SmackDown wrestlers to compete for it. And there was even a promo uh, by Paul Heyman about how Roman Reigns would like to have this belt, but he can't because he's on SmackDown. So it, it just there's some of that that's just kind of eh, about it. Um, basically I think part of it is they, they do need a belt for that because they have enough like upper card talent. And if they're going to keep running with Roman Reigns on this super long run, they, they need something, especially since he's only wrestling kind of part-time, you need a, a belt that people can kind of get behind as, Hey, this is the champion. At or least they the more could active just one. not introduce this championship 
merge the other two into a singular belt like it should be and then have said champion wrestle on a regular basis unlike taking up roster space and championship space in the name of 1000 days doesn't mean yeah, anything but, when you don't wrestle yeah but they're they're not gonna <laughs> yep <laughs> yep I, i'm not <laughs> i gotta bring up the ndwf Hey, controversy. Hey. Um, hey. Um, anyway, I'll take should... you on right now in the backyard. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we got a show to do here. Um, oh. So predictions uh, on this one, Kidder, because we have Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, if I'm remembering this correctly. Yes. Um, I debated a little bit on this because as we talked on our main show, you know, there was some photos leaked that showed Seth Rollins on the set of the new Upton America movie. So it's kind of like, hmm, how much is he going to be gone and available if he's the champion? But this is also Seth Rollins' the third time competing for a brand new belt. I think it's about time they give it to him. So I picked Rollins uh, on this one. I also picked Seth Rollins to pick up the victory on this. AJ Styles could use it too, but Yep. AJ, uh, I don't think, should be in that picture at the moment. So, there we go. It's time for the final the final showdown. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, this match, the tournament final for the inaugural World Heavyweight Champion at Night of Champions. This match, 20 minutes, 40 seconds. There's pretty good back and forth. Uh, of course, with uh, AJ Styles, we know that he can pull a good match out of anybody. Uh, AJ Styles is the phenomenal one for multiple reasons, obviously. A uh, few real, real cool combinations um, between going off the turnbuckle and the mat and uh, around the outside of the ring. Uh Quick pins, trying to do some other things from uh, like a reverse DDT from the turnbuckle. Like that, that was a very cool spot. Uh, at a little bit later in the match, AJ Styles put Rollins into the Styles Clash, but Rollins wiggled out of it from the top turnbuckle. Uh, then Rollins landed an inverted suplex from the top and then followed up by driving Styles into the canvas. But uh, at that point, with a high-risk maneuver, uh, AJ was able to kick out. Uh, there was also uh, at one point where Rollins landed funny on his knee and then was selling that very, 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 very hard. Uh, that, uh, you know, he could barely stand on it, that sort of thing. Um, and that was after Rollins hit Styles after leaping through the ropes uh, out to the floor. You know, the typical suicide dive to the outside. I really hope that they get rid of that because it's overdone, in my opinion. Just still overdone. Anyway, as we're coming up to the culmination of the championship crowning, Rollins and Styles go back and forth. They're in the middle of the ring. 
Rollins ends up connecting with a kick and uh, ends up hitting AJ Styles in the head. Uh, Styles tried to hit back with another kick, but missed. Rollins ends up hitting uh, Styles' right hand with a stomp, and Styles countered uh, Rollins trying to pedigree him, and uh, Rollins got up his shoulder for a two count there. Uh, Rollins uh, got the pedigree himself. So then Rollins connected to the super kick as Styles went for the phenomenal forearm. Rollins' knee buckled as he went for the stop because uh, stomp because of course his knee is uh, fragile glass. Rollins was able to deliver a pedigree and then follow it up with the stomp. Finally, for a one, two, and three, your winner and new world heavyweight champion. Seth Rollins. Triple H came into the ring and presented the brand new version of the World Heavyweight Championship belt to Seth Rollins. And big celebration, more pyro cheering and that sort of thing. So your winner, Seth Rollins. I mean, sounds like a pretty good match, you know, and and for the opener. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, which uh, unfortunately probably means the next few matches go a bit downhill um, from here. But uh, I mean, it, it's good that they they put it on Rollins, and Rollins will do something with the belt. You know, it, and I think you have a lot of options into who his next opponents could be and who you could build up for a good program with. So, um, I'm. I'm I'm fine with it. I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that. On to match number two. Well, before we get there, I, I suppose uh, there was a quick cut backstage and also a package uh, conglomeration of videos put together that. The media event was held yesterday, and they revealed that Cody Rhodes' arm was broken following the attack from Monday Night Raw earlier in the week. Triple H said that Rhodes will still face Brock Lesnar uh, this evening. And then something interesting, because, of course, they couldn't put a bunch of people on the show. So they brought a bunch of talent over to Saudi Arabia just because... And the Street Profits were sitting in the front row. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. On to the next match. It is Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. I chose Becky Lynch. That's a, that's a good choice. Um, I believe I went with Trish Stratus on this one, and I believe that I went with that uh, because at least some of the little bit of um, stuff I was hearing, it sounded like maybe this builds, maybe this feud continues, and for it to continue, she would have to win. So 
I, I guess that's kind of was my like, well, okay, yeah, that'd be great to see Trish Strat. I mean, she stuck around this long. Maybe she'll stick around a bit longer. You know, at least have a a, a bigger match at say uh, SummerSlam coming up at the end of the summer. So, summer bummer. Uh, yeah. So so going with that, let let okay. the legend win. <laughs> okay. I see. Okay. <clears throat> well. Of course, they're in Saudi Arabia, and the women's rights are not those of pretty much anywhere else on the planet. So both women came out wearing full body suits, uh, barely even showing portions of their necks. And immediately, right off the start of the match, Becky goes right after Trish Stratus. They're throwing punches and stomps and throwing each other, Irish whipping each other across the ring. Uh, by the way, as we're discussing all of this and you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, please throw some comments below. Uh, I know Marco left a couple comments on there uh, related to the last match. Just as a quick notice there for you is that uh, Seth Rollins will make the World Heavyweight Championship interesting. So, good for good for him. Thanks for that comment, Marco. Appreciate you being our biggest wrestling fan <laughs> for that. Uh, so you don't have to watch him. Uh, Trish Stratus ended up getting an upper hand, and they got back into the ring. There's more kicking and strangling in the corner, and uh, a pretty decent tornado DDT from the top turnbuckle and a bunch of quick covers for some two counts. Uh, again, going back and forth, Trish Stratus ended up blasting Becky Lynch into the mat, uh, then went for the submission, going for the figure four. Well, Becky Lynch was able to fight back, and they, again, continued back and forth. Nice neck breaker. Uh, Becky Lynch... Uh, returned some more strikes and uh, even grabbed Trish Stratus and suplexed her. One. Uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch attempted. <laughs> what? It's just, uh, it's just funny. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the one uh, comment. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm happy to disappoint. <laughs> so. They're continuing to go back and forth, and at, at this point, uh, it's a back and forth. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of stuff happening in this match. Some of it seemed off pace because there's a little bit of a herky-jerky, but then they had some good combinations. So maybe the pacing wasn't completely on par with what you might expect, but... Again, it wasn't the worst that has been. So you kind of take that good with the bad, I, I guess you could say. So there is the back and forth. There's some clotheslines and uh, the stereotypical Irish whipping each other into the ring post, that sort of thing. So Trish Stratus gets control and sends Becky Lynch off the top turnbuckle. Stratus gets her shoulder up uh, after Becky Lynch landed a leg drop from the top as well. 
And then Becky Lynch, at this point, grabs Trish Stratus, puts her in a Boston Crab. Now Trish Stratus was able to escape, gets out of the ring. Becky Lynch runs over to try and grab her and runs into her uh, leg. Trish Stratus kicks her in the face. Uh, Trish Stratus landed one of the chick kicks. That's one of her uh, finishers. Goes for a cover. Uh, at this point, Trish was grabbing Becky Lynch on the mat and slapped her in the face uh, because, of course, the chick kick did not win- work at that uh, point of time. Becky Lynch grabbed Stratus, locked her in the disarm her, but Stratus got her foot on the rope, so Becky Lynch delivered a manhandle slam. Two. No. <laughs> it's different. Then suddenly, the official gets distracted by Trish Stratus, and Zoe Stark appears from under the ring, attacks Becky Lynch on the floor, beats the crap out of her, and throws her into the ring, where Trish Stratus grabs her, lands the Stratus faction for... A one, two, and three. Your winner, Trish Stratus, and I am going to call it, ladies and gentlemen, that is the DraftKings screw finish of the night. Wow, already. That's uh Okay. I was not expecting that in the second match. Uh, especially with like the tag match that was up upco- that is upcoming. I I would have bet money, Kidder, that that would have been just gotcha. with all the storylines and such that that would have been it. Right. So, uh, I wow. Without, without any spoilers, what I will say, this is the screwiest of the night because <laughs> there's another person coming in that was unexpected. If that, If that works. I mean, hey, listen, you're the guy who saw the show. I yeah, mean, it's, I it's I just know. if if I would have been a betting man and, you know, wanted to put money on what match was going to have a screwy finish, this would not have been the match. So, all right. Yeah, well. they had to do something to get a little flair in there. No, Charlotte wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, it sounds like it was a okay match just from your description it, it sounds like um they were working with what they got but it's just i don't know that it just didn't have enough heat to really i mean they're 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 building it i i see this going through SummerSlam and potentially ending there uh and then maybe transitioning Becky Lynch and Zoe Stark into a a feud of some kind. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. That match, by the way, fourteen minutes fifty seconds. If I didn't mention that before, right there. Well, all right. Well, mm-hmm. what, what were we treated to next? Well. It is time for the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. This is featuring your 
Ringadarach! Gunter, the Intercontinental Champion, versus Mustafa Ali, because since we're going to Saudi Arabia, why not have someone of Arab descent in the title picture suddenly? Yeah, um, this is a, an interesting one, Kidder. And we actually, uh, for the audience, we actually put a bonus question on this one, which is if this match would go five minutes. Because, yes, they put Ali in clearly uh, to appeal uh, to a Middle Eastern audience. However, Ali really has no business in a match with Gunter. And so I could see, easily see this being just a very quick squash match. So uh, in this, I predicted Gunter to win, and I said it would not go five minutes. I said that prediction. it would. <laughs> yes, and if I remember correctly, Kidder, you also went with Gunther to, to retain. Yes. Yes, that is that is correct. So... Right off the bat, this match, 8 minutes, 35 seconds. That's a point for Kidder. <laughs> Figure we'll get that out of the way right away. That's good. Then I don't have to remember it. <laughs> All right. So right away, big action. Gunter takes it right to Ali. Blasts him. Launches him across the ring. Then goes to the corner. Uh, ended up getting reversed, lands a chop, no sell from Gunter. Ali is trying everything to throw Gunter off his feet, but uh, Gunter is no selling and then turns around and lifts Ali and slams him into the canvas. Then Gunter ends up sending Ali down with a huge chop because... That one wasn't good enough. He hit him with a second one and blasted Ali. Ali tries to fight back, but Gunther's slamming Ali to the mat. Gets the Boston Crab blocked in because, you know, the last match they couldn't get that figured out. And then Gunther applies a cross face. That was my shocked face because Chris Benoit references. So Gunther... Then kicks Ali to the floor, attempts to launch himself into the ring from the apron, and Gunther goes back and forth again with Ali back inside the ring. Ali fights back, but guess what? Gunther is there taking it to Ali. Stops him in his tracks at the top turnbuckle. Ali delivers a powerbomb to Gunther from the top, but Gunther gets his shoulder up. Ali hit the 450 splash, which is also a very nice move to be able to watch. Gunther was able to take Ali off his feet with a huge clothesline uh, and then a second clothesline and a pin, but uh, gets two. So at this point, they were standing in the middle of the ring doing the chop trading slap trading that sort of thing well ali stunned gunther and hit a tornado ddt well guess what he missed a 450 splash opened it up for gunther to blast a huge drop kick and power bomb and getting the one two and three and still 
your reigning, defending, intercontinental champion is Gunter. I know I went a little Irish at the end there, but that's how it goes. <laughs> Eight minutes thirty-five seconds. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by by the result of this match. I this being that it had no build or really no build. I mean. You just can't expect them to to flop it over and give it to Ali, mm-hmm. especially since they also haven't done anything with Ali for like months. Yeah, you know? and of course he wanted his release, but then they wouldn't allow him to leave. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it just yeah, this is one that yeah, I think everybody should have gotten that one correct in their predictions that. That one wasn't hard. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should also mention that there was a four or so minute, maybe five minute video package on Mustafa Ali right before this match and uh, visiting, you know, the Arab world for Ramadan and being able to see the sights and whatnot. And uh, very, very. Uh, valet service, if you will, for where the show took place. Didn't really add a lot to the show. I mean, cool story for him. Absolutely happy for him. And he's a former Chicago police officer. So very happy for him. But. Yeah. You know why he's there. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, no big surprises on that one. Mm, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There's that one. Next up, we go backstage, and it's KO and SZ, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn hanging out back there, talking about the big match tonight for their undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship of the World. Versus Roman Reigns and Solisco. Then we go back out to the ring. And L.A. Knight. Yeah. Sitting in the front row. (laughs) Because, of course, he's not on the show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next up. Your WWE Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, versus Asuka. I went with uh, Bianca, I believe. Uh, Yes, which is the the smart choice, Kidder. Uh, But you know what? Uh, These shows with you and I are just no fun if there's no drama. So uh, I am going to go with Asuka. Uh, because why not? Do I think she's maybe going to get it? Yeah, probably not, but hey, I can hope. So that's what I'm going with. Asuka. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. This match, 15 minutes exactly. Right away, Asuka and Bel Air going back and forth. 
They're hitting each other with uh, chops and drop kicks and they're on the floor and on the apron. Asuka is using Bianca's hair. We've talked about that in several of these uh, review episodes as to why uh, that's an unfair advantage or disadvantage on both sides because the hair is there and pulled or used as a weapon. Uh, Asuka takes control and is hitting Bianca Belair. Lots of strikes. Furious action here. And then uh, Belair ends up turning Asuka's armbar into a cover. You know, we saw that in the the Cody Rhodes-Brock Lesnar match uh, before. So Belair and Asuka are going back and forth now with pin attempts and continuing to strike each other. Belair hit the ropes and took Asuka down with a neck breaker. And then Belair lands a suplex. One. It starts building momentum. At this point, Asuka goes after Bianca's hair again. So Belair drove Asuka down onto her knee and attempted a pin after landing a static moonsault. But Asuka landed a missile drop kick from the top, went for a cover there, and that's two. Asuka got her uh, shoulder up, and then uh, Belair slammed her into the canvas again. So Asuka grabs her, puts her into the Asuka lock, but uh, Belair and Asuka are then uh, going back and forth again with more pin attempts. And guess what? Asuka grabs Belair's hair again, drags her down to the floor. Belair's able to counter and throws Asuka into the steel steps and starts blasting uh, Asuka again, throws her back into the ring. Now, Belair, at this point, is right in front of Asuka, and the official's just a bit to the side. Uh, Bianca is able to see Asuka loading up the mist, and Belair dodges it. So Belair goes for a KOD. Asuka counters it and goes into an arm bar. Belair lifts Asuka and slams her into the mat. Now, she's over by the side, and she still has some of the mist in her mouth. So Asuka sprays her hand with the mist. Bianca comes over, picks her up, puts her into the KOD position. Asuka windshield wiper in the eyes with the blue mist and drops the KOD. Asuka hits her with a a few different kicks and pin for a one, two, and three. The winner and new Raw Women's Champion is Asuka. Nice. Nice. I approve. I approve. That's just because you get the point. Uh, no, listen, I have been a big Asuka fan for a long time. In fact, if we go back into the spreadsheet of our predictions, I had her winning the uh, Women's Royal Rumble because I've had that faith in Asuka. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Woohoo. Good night. And uh, hey, on that good note, right? The show's over, right? We're we're done, huh? Yeah. Well, well. No, that's number four. We have. Damn. Um, 
We have three more. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, just like before, they cut to the audience, and it's Karrion Cross and Scarlet sitting in the front row. Who keeps bringing these people and putting them in the front row, and why do they not have anything better to do? You know, I, I will say, uh, love or hate the Saudi Arabia shows, I wish they'd bring back their, you know, the, the large Royal Rumble where they had like 50 people. Yep. I liked that as a gimmick. They, that should be the, the Royal Rumble. Should be 50 of them. Mm-hmm. Then you get most of the people involved with the match, and you can actually have surprise entrances or entrance. <laughs> It'd be a surprise mm-hmm. entrance when they came to the ring, but again, surprise entrance. They should they should do that. It would justify all this talent that is just sitting there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're just sitting there, all right. Uh Marco commented uh, earlier on this as well that Asuka saved the women's championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> On to the next one. It is time for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Your current SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. It's also Natalia's birthday. So we here at the Triple B would love to wish Natalia a very happy birthday. Yeah. Please like, share, and subscribe. Hashtag Natalia. Hashtag happy birthday. <laughs> Hashtag follow. Thanks. Yeah, I, I will say, Kidder, uh, I don't think Natalia stands a chance. This would have been another match that we probably could have said, you know, this is going to be a quick squash. Um, I have Rhea Ripley retaining. <laughs> I as well have Rhea Ripley. And now, uh, Dominic joined Rhea to the ring and here is your match Rhea Ripley attacked Natalia from behind while Mysterio caused a distraction Ripley slammed Natalia into the commentary table Ripley sent Natalia to the steel tep- steps then back inside the ring Ripley grabbed Natalia hit the riptide one two three the match is over winner and still SmackDown Women's Champion is Rhea Ripley. That was a rousing natalia one minute, ten seconds. We just had picked the wrong match to be the squash. <clears throat> but yeah. I just... You know what? I'm not even really going to give a lot of thoughts on that, Kidder, because... I don't know that we need to talk more, you know, longer about this match than the actual match itself. All right. Well, Seth Rollins is backstage and he got interviewed about the new World Heavyweight Championship. So there's that. Next up on the card as we have two matches left is my third Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. I believe I chose Cody Rhodes. For this match, yeah, uh, I ended up going with Brock Lesnar, 
And the reason why uh, I caught an interview of um, Freddie Prince Jr. And, and somebody had told him this, and I, I like the idea, and I'm, I'm going to go with it. But somebody said what they're probably doing, and the reason why Cody lost WrestleMania is they're setting up Cody to do his own version of the classic Dusty Rhodes uh, storyline of hard times. So using that, and so that we have got to see Cody lose a bunch in order to build himself back up to being on top. It's a good theory. It's an interesting theory. Uh, for that, then he needs a loss uh, and a, a loss to Brock. You know, that puts them 50-50, allows them to have a, a third match later down the line. Mm-hmm. So that's my, my thinking. Those are some hard times there, baby daddy. This match was 9 minutes, 40 seconds, and... Oh. Suplexes. Suplexes yes. is always the other yes. thing to predict on this. <clears throat> yes. I uh, predicted eight. I went with five. Okay. Well, here we go. Right away, bell rings. Lesnar goes after Cody Rhodes. But Cody Rhodes is running away. Because remember... As mentioned earlier in this very live show, and several times during the premium live event, and several times during Monday Night Raw after it happened, Brock Lesnar broke Cody's arm. So Cody has his arm in a titanium brace. Didn't look titanium to me. I mean, it looked like Velcro and some padding, but titanium. <laughs> so Cody Rhodes ends up running around and uh, gets Lesnar to chase after him and, and Lesnar uh, does not uh, completely fall for it but as he's coming back into the ring uh, Cody's able to hit him with uh, a couple leg drops well Lesnar grabbed a hold of him and there's a suplex then Lesnar goes after him again there's a suplex and Again, another suplex. Well, Rhodes ends up sending Lesnar out to the floor after hitting him in the head with the cast. Cody uh, goes through the ropes and wipes out Lesnar, of course, cast first because it's titanium and it hurts just to touch it. Action continues going. It returns to the ring. Cody Rhodes leaps from the top turnbuckle to strike Lesnar with the cast again. Rhodes goes for the cover after landing the Cody Cutter. But Rhodes continues to build momentum and goes for the crossroads. Lesnar ends up locking in the Kimura lock on the broken arm, but it's titanium, so it shouldn't move, right? It shouldn't hurt because the arm's already broken, and it's a titanium cast. More on this later. Lesnar got his shoulder up when Rhodes tried to reverse it into a pin. It was a two count there. Uh, by the way, of course, that's how he won the uh, last match. Anyway, uh, any comments that you might have, thoughts, uh, join in on the chat if you would. YouTube and Twitch, please like, share, subscribe. Thanks. Appreciate that. Rhodes ends up escaping the Kimura lock, reaches the ropes, But then 
Well, they're up. Rhodes grabs him. Hits the crossroads, goes for a pin. It's another two count. Then Rhodes goes uh, psycho a little bit and is blasting, blasting Lesnar with the cast. Lesnar counters, picks Cody up, hits the F5, goes for the pin. That's a two count. Lesnar grabs Cody again, locks in the Kimura lock, and Cody passes out. That's it. Lesnar wins by technical submission after 9 minutes 40 seconds of the match. Hmm. This actually doesn't sound like too bad of a match. Could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know yet if it's match of the night. It'll be interesting to hear how the last match plays out, but mm. strong contender. Mm-hmm. Strong contender, I think. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about Kidder the the use of the pass out <laughs> on this? Because you know, like, there's the famous one of Austin, and now it feels like everyone, like, I don't know, it feels like it's been used a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I do like a finish of some kind. I'd say this one would have been the time for a screwy finish of some some kind. I don't know, count out. But yeah, uh, him passing out from the Kimura lock. I don't know. Uh, even using the cast, right? Because it's a weapon. He's using the cast as a weapon. That's a DQ, right? You pick up a kendo stick and you hit him in a regular match. That's a DQ. Yeah. It's, it's, it's make uh, it up as we go. Well, yeah. I mean, and there's definitely some story issues kind of around all of that. I have a feeling we won't see Cody for a little bit. So we'll see how this goes, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, make sure you uh, hit the like button there, and uh, please subscribe to our channel. Help us out. You can help Cody by helping us. Uh, then we cut back uh, to the crowd, and Omas is in the front row now. <laughs> Are, are they like all in like the same like seat? Is it like a rotating cast? Like, are they doing the thing? Maybe they only got like two tickets to this show, and so they're all right. I saw my match. I'm going to go out. I'll give you the slip. You can go in. You can have a seat for a little bit. Yeah, yeah sure. We'll go with that. Even WWE can't afford tickets to their own show. Interesting fact for you: WrestleMania weekend apparently made about 24 or 25 million dollars that is saturday and sunday the events in saudi arabia uh per event the last one 100 million dollars So there's your answer as to why they keep going back to Saudi Arabia every year. There's that. 
Uh, Marco mentioned that Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes was uh, an unusually decent little match in his words in the comments. So if you'd like to drop your own comments, feel free. The, the chat room's open to put your thoughts in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, Howard, on uh, anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I took your breath away with that. That stat, I, I mean it, it. That one is not a surprising stat, you know. Uh, you had to kind of realize that uh, going to Saudi Arabia must be some sort of profitable for them to keep going. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised by it. Sure. Okay. Final match. <clears throat> it's for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. This match was 26 minutes, 25 seconds. It features Kevin Owen and Sami Zayn, your current champions, versus the Bloodline, representing them, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa, with... The wise man, Paul Heyman. I picked KO and Sami Zayn. Mm, good choice. A very good choice. Um, and under most normal circumstances, I probably would agree with you. Because you know me, I'm a big Sami Zayn fan. I'm a big KO fan. But I heard... An, yeah. I, in my trying to learn a little bit so that maybe I would do better at predictions, um, I heard an interesting, again, interesting theory. Um, at least some guys talking about the kind of dissension that we're having between and Roman Reigns going after the tag titles and how this is kind of setting up what might be a match between the Usos and Roman Reigns and Solo, Solo Sequoia. So if that's the case, they kind of need the titles. Whereas Sammy and KO, not necessarily. Hmm. So here, here's, here's the whole theory. I'm thinking that it's going to be Roman and Solo so that they get the titles and we're building towards uh, a match between the Usos and Roman Reigns and we're going to kind of see a further imploding of the bloodline. That's that's my hmm. my take on it, which could be a really bad take. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But you already know. A little too much salt at the end of that. So, I, you know, yeah. I, I just will say, Kidder, with all of these predictions I, I do, I, it's a... I'm very glad that you were at least professional enough not to laugh at me when I make these predictions, as in like, haha. I'm an astute broadcast professional here. Okay, well, well, right. I, I'm just saying, like, it'd be really easy because you you know what happens to hear me go kind of on this weird ranting theory where you just go, eh, Howard's an idiot. So I, I appreciate that. <clears throat> All right. I should also mention that uh, as the bloodline made their 10-minute entrance, that Michael Cole mentioned that 
if Roman Reigns wins the undisputed uh, WWE Tag Team Championships, that he will be the first in WWE history to hold four different championships at once because they are still counting the WWE Universal Championship and the WWE Championship as two separate championships. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't I don't like that, but that's that is what it is. So the crowd was going nuts for Sami Zayn and uh, he, Paul Heyman did the introductions for the bloodline. And as Mike Rome was going to do the introductions for Sami Zayn and KO, Sami took the mic from Mike Rome and uh, said uh, quite a few different things to introduce the two of them in uh, Arabic. They're speaking over there? Probably. Yes. Yes. So, to start off the match, Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns were in there, but Roman tags in solo to start the match instead. They locked up. They were going back and forth. Uh, Sokoa tried to spike Sami Zayn right away, but uh, Sami ended up kicking his hand. Uh, solo took Sami off his feet, came off the ropes, then Sammy was able to tag in KO, and uh, the, the two of them went back and forth, and then Sammy tagged himself into the bout when KO hit the ropes. KO and Sammy worked together against Solo, and then Reigns came in and hit Owens. Now Solo regained control of the match and went over and tagged in Roman. Roman continued to knock everybody down, which he, you know, does very slow and one would say methodical, but I just say very slow. Now, uh, Solo gets tagged back in again and hits a Samoan drop on Sammy. So Owens gets knocked off the apron by Solo. Zane ends up hitting a tornado DDT on Solo. Then KO and Reigns were tagged in. Owens landed a super kick. Reigns hits the clothesline after Solo caused a distraction on the apron. But then KO delivers a pop-up powerbomb, goes for the pin. That's a two count. Reigns gets his shoulder up uh, following Owens' big five-star splash. Owens ends up kicking out of Reigns' pin attempt after a Superman punch. Owens hits a stunner, but all of the rock. This was gimmicky, in my opinion. So Roman gets stunnered, okay? Goes flying back like this into the ropes and bounces off, comes forward, and right into a spear into KO. Kind of a unique move, but also very gimmicky, in my opinion. So those of you watching, if you want to comment on that, feel free to drop your two cents on it because I thought it was kind of stupid because obviously the the stunner is one of the most powerful moves on the planet. 
Anyway. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Solo and Sammy get the hot tag. Sammy sends Solo onto the floor, and then Sammy leaps over the top doing the suicide dive to take out Solo. Again, the second or third time during this premium live event, that move needs to go away for a while. They end up back in the ring, and Sammy lands the blue thunder bomb, goes for a pin, that's a two count. Then Sokoa and Zane go back and forth again. Zane launches Solo into the corner and blasts him with a halluva kick straight from hell. Reigns ends up getting the save, though, because uh, Sammy covers Solo, but like I said, Reigns hops in, breaks up the count. So at this point, Sammy Zayn is trying to protect himself. Reigns goes for the spear. Sammy moves out of the way, and the official gets blasted into last year. So Sammy hits a Superman punch on Reigns. And then Roman hits a Superman punch of his own. Then KO hits a spear on Roman and starts fighting with him at ringside. Suddenly, out of nowhere, the Usos appear and they start attacking Kevin Owens. The Usos turn over the commentary table on top of Kevin Owens. The Usos then accidentally super kick Solo in the middle of the ring when Sammy moved out of the way for the super kicks in stereo a la the Elite. Because it's apparently a super kick partay. Ro uh, Roman returns to the ring, pushes Jimmy and Jay, and... Uh, he starts screaming at him. Jimmy responds by kicking Reigns in the face. Super kick party. Jimmy yells at Jay that uh, he was doing what he should have done a long time ago. Jimmy then delivers a second super kick to Roman. Moments later, Owens comes in, hits a stunner to Solo. Sammy follows up with a giant halluva kick. A referee came running out of nowhere. And uh, as they're pinning, one, two, three, four, five, six, your winners and still the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, after 26 minutes, 25 seconds. Uh, the Usos then... Uh, left the ring together and basically looking like some of what you were saying there that uh, it could be setting up Reigns and Solo versus the Usos in a side bout. Yeah. Yeah. It... Uh... I mean, it's one of those where, yes, that was kind of a like they're going to build to that match now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I'm glad Sammy and KO won. Right. I I'm happy. I, I enjoy both of those guys. I like it. It just. Uh, uh, yeah, 
I don't like kind of how this match ended. It's um, trying to think back to like when is the last time we had like Roman actually have just like a a non screwy win. It's been a while. Uh, where where he gets beat? No, no. Where where like he actually pins somebody clean. Where you don't have all these shenanigans. Oh, it's been quite a while. Yeah. So. It. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I'm kind of torn on how to feel about it. As I said, I'm. I'm glad Sammy and Ko have it. Um. But now, now it just kind of feels like we have the Usos versus Roman for, you know, what real reason. There's nothing, there's nothing on the line in that case, you know. And so what's going to happen? We're going to see probably Roman versus the Usos in just a, plain match you know no titles on the line and uh, you know it'll probably be Roman beating them down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just yeah I don't know it'll work but it you know it it kind of now you're going to have to move Sammy and KO to something different you know Mm-hmm. And I just don't know that you can put them, spin them off to anybody, maybe Judgment Day, and have it really be as interesting as this whole Bloodline feud has been. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Go. Interesting. Final thoughts that uh, the Jetta Superdome, where they were uh, for this evening's premium live event estimated capacity between 35 and 40,000 people and has been open for just two years. So not again, not certain how many uh, people were actually there because it's not listed, but it is what it is. So, Kinder, what are your overall thoughts on the show? What, and then maybe, maybe even give it a grade. How good of a show was this? Uh, the graphics were pretty nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a C plus, like a solid three out of five, because so, I was I was cleaning my guns while I was watching this. Yeah, from what I hear, I think you're in about the right ballpark. It it sounds like a average show. It doesn't sound like, for the most part, a lot of things just didn't move like the plot along. And if they did, they they did in kind of interesting ways. But it just also feels like, and I get you know, like I'm sure again, not having seen it, that the Roman Reigns. <laughs> Sammy KO match had like the crowd really into it. I'm sure that that was that, but I don't know. That to me was just 
wasn't a big enough draw was not something that I was like, you know, if you think back over the history of all of these Saudi Arabia shows for the last five years, they've had some like monster matches in the main event. And I don't know that this was one of those, you know, this, this feels like they rolled out a B show and yeah, didn't really make it the biggest thing that they could like they have. Mm-hmm. So that's, at least my impression on hearing it is that this was okay, but it wasn't their like best effort. <laughs> match of the night was the first match. And then you pretty much could have turned it off. Mm. Just watch the highlights afterward or tune in here to beer blues and BS. Your friendly wrestling folk breaking it down. So you don't have to. Yeah, and we will be back live tomorrow night at the conclusion of AEW's Double or Nothing. Kidder is already looking thrilled and pepped for that show. I mean, look at that. That is the face of a man who is looking forward to a show that will probably go until like 11 o'clock at night, which means we don't start streaming until like 1130. So, hey, if you're a night owl, Feel free to join us there. And uh, on that startling realization of the lack of sleep we are about to get, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. And is is our tradition on the wrestling shows. You get a break. Rest those vocal cords because we're going to need you to be, you know, live and loud tomorrow. And uh, Howard, I'll give us f- some cheap plugs. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So let's start off with the basic. The first one, you can find us at our home in cyberspace, beerbluesbs.com. There you can find all of the places that we have stretched out and reached our tendrils and to get a grasp on you and your precious free time. And your likes and subscribes. Yes, so please do that because, you know, we appreciate it. We're always glad when people join us and... uh, participate in the shows and give us their feedback. So we'd love to hear from you. Make sure you like subscribe, all of that beerbluesbs.com to find all of that. Also, while you're there, Hey, you can buy us a beer. It's our cheap way of supporting the show. Uh, it's a basically our kind of our clever way of saying, Hey, you can donate to the show because we have a donation button, uh, but you can feel free to give as much as you like. It's a way that we do shout outs to people when they do uh, purchase us a beverage And uh, it's another chance for you to be involved in the show because you can put a comment in the uh, comments box and we'll read it live on the show. So another way you can do that. If you feel a little bit more generous or... Sorry, you're on a train. And I'm sorry. I was on a train. It's it's off the tracks. Oh, it's still there. Because if you donate through streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs, your name could show up right here at the bottom of the screen for like eternity. I, I was getting to that. Get her. <laughs> it's just like the regular show. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just getting there. Just, just. Okay. Okay. Uh, Taking a I, break. I, I'm going to mute. I should mute my mic. You go right ahead. I'm going to push <laughs> this off. It's gone. It's over there. And we got to the streaming side of things. <clears throat> anyway. Yes. Buy us a beer. Way to donate. If you want to give us a little bit more, or maybe you need, you know, I want to rock some merch. Like I currently have our premium t-shirt, which I always wear when we review premium live events. 
hey, you can find that at our merch store, just on beerbluesbs.com. Go up to the top. There's a little merch button. You can click that. We have this. We have a lot of other fun designs. Make sure to look. You can get them in T-shirts, hoodies, shower curtains for some reason. I don't know. Um, also, there are pint glasses and all, uh, all those things. Uh, provide a little bit of profit that we take we put back into this show. So we always appreciate it. And hopefully we give you some cool things that you can rock and show your support. Also, hey, we've started streaming. That's right. <clears throat> With all of these wrestling shows, we decided to come live right after the show. Saves our editor, Future Howard, from doing some editing. And hey, there's some added benefits of that. Not only can you watch us record the show live and be a part of the show with your comments and such, but you can also use that as an opportunity to help out the show in other ways, such as Kinner mentioned, uh, you can donate through Streamlabs, but hey, we also have a merch store through Streamlabs. And it's another place where you can buy some merch. So there, there's that. But uh, let, let's get to some other things. It's not just me begging you for money. If you want more content from us, if you're looking for a bit more information, uh, you can, of course, find us on social media. We are on Facebook. Just look for Beer Blues MBS. Sometimes we post special things on there. You never know. Special polls, other announcements. It's a great way to kind of learn more about the show and get those little extras. We also have an Instagram page that uh, Kidder has been so good to curate uh, and is eventually going to have some new content coming to it. So, hey, you might want to check that out as well. So check us out on Instagram, uh, the gram. I think that's what the kids call it. Uh, hashtag the gram. Listen, I am not the uh, <clears throat> the host that is down with all of the uh, social media stuff i am like the world's most relevant host uh, i say sarcastically uh in fact i'm still one of those guys who enjoys my podcast in the audio format and hey if you are one of those boy you can find us on any audio podcast streaming service out there from spotify to our heart radio stitcher last fm podbean there's also amazon podcast google podcast YouTube podcasts. We are on all of those. And that's a great way for you to take the show with. Hey, you know what? It's Memorial Day weekend. Maybe you're going on a road trip somewhere. Guess what? You can download the show, take us with you, and we can rock your eardrums off with the docile tones of our uh, somewhat professional radio voice. And <clears throat> well, okay, Kidder is a professional. I'm just a hack. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and last but not least, uh, of course, we do put up all of the shows as a video format on YouTube. So make sure you check us out there, like, subscribe, and of course, share this content with your friends. Whew. I think I got through them all. And uh, that just leaves me with a few final things to say, as Kidder would put it. <clears throat> so... Please make sure that your glass is at least half full. Hey, tomorrow, I hear there will be free beer. It's an unsubstantiated rumor, but it could happen. And we will catch you all down that dusty 
Mm, hard times walking Tuscan Highway. That's right, everybody. Good night. We'll catch you down the road. <laughs>